My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins. For the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today the Church celebrates the commemoration of all the faithful departed, All Souls Day. So today we pray for everyone, for everyone who has gone before us into eternal life in a special way for our loved ones and our family members. And Lord Jesus, we do this with a great confidence, a confidence in you because you are the Savior of the world. You died for everyone on the cross. So we're confident that if there's any possible chance that the souls who have gone before us into eternal life passing from this life through their death, if there's any possible chance that they'd be saved, well, God takes advantage of that chance because this is what he himself wants for them. And it's a very powerful thing to consider Jesus's power over death, Jesus's victory over death. In one of the gospels that could be used for today's mass we see this in his raising of Lazarus. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him while Mary sat in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Beautiful act of faith, Lord Jesus, that Martha makes in you that we could make our own. Lord, whatever you ask from God, God will give you. You are his dearly beloved Son, and you are God Almighty, God the Son, the Word of God. You can do all things, Lord, and we know that you love us. And so we come to you with confidence, appealing to your mercy that the souls in purgatory, all the faithful departed, especially for those closest to us, that you bring them to heaven, Lord. We trust, Lord, in the power of your mercy. We trust in your love for us and your love for them. Jesus said to her, the passage continues, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Jesus then, of course, goes to the tomb, weeps when he sees Mary and the other Jews there weeping. Then he tells Lazarus to come out, roll away the the stone. And he says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus comes back to life. An amazing thing. Death for us as mortals is so final. It's so undoable. It's such a radical change. We've experienced this when someone dies who we love. One day they're there, one week they're there, and they've been there for decades perhaps in our life. And then they're gone. And there's nothing we can do about it. We can't 
bring them back. And we hope to meet them again in heaven, but their absence is so final, is so real. And Jesus, Jesus, you walk into this very situation. Martha and Mary love their brother Lazarus so much. And you undo the undoable. You show that what is so final to us, what is such an ultimate point of no return for us, for you, is not. You can do all things in your love for us, and you want us to live. Since death came through a human being, the resurrection of the dead came also through a human being. This is St. Paul. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life. In Christ, all shall be brought to life. According to our Christian faith, we know that death was not a part of God's original plan for us. Death is the consequence of sin and sinfulness. It's the consequence of our having rejected God, rejected you, Lord, rejected life with God. And just as Jesus was the answer to this impossible situation of the death of Lazarus, they could never get him back. So too, he's God's merciful answer to our situation, to the situation of humanity. In Christ, all shall be brought to life. Jesus, you come to forgive our sins. You come to redeem and free us from sin. And part of that redemption and part of that liberation is eternal life with God after our passing from this world. This is what St. Paul calls the victory over death. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, you came to win this victory for everyone, for all men and women of all times. You came, as St. Paul writes to Timothy, that all shall be saved. This means, Lord, that you won this victory for each one of us and that you won it for all the deceased souls that we pray for today. And why do we pray? Well, of course, because we're not sure that everyone goes to heaven. Certainly, we're not sure at all that everyone goes straight to heaven. We know that they don't because we need to use our freedom well. We need to become holy. We need to be purified to see God, to live forever with God in heaven. We also know our weakness and our sinfulness. And so we have a Christian duty to pray for the souls who have gone before us, to pray for their salvation because we're not certain of it to pray also for their purification and purgatory, that God quickly bring them to heaven, that he quicken their time of purification. But we do this with a great confidence because God wants to save us. God's intention is that all be saved. And our confidence, Lord Jesus, in your care for the dead increases when we consider that you, God the Son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for all souls that your Father, God the Father, the creator of the universe, gave up his only begotten Son so that all could be saved. He so loved the world that he gave up his only begotten Son. And so we pray for the souls of the faithful departed, that they may be saved. And if they're in purgatory, that they may complete their purification and come quickly into the light of God's face. We can't have too much confidence in the mercy of God. This is Jesus in a private revelation to St. Faustina. My mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world. Who can measure the extent of my goodness? 
For you, I descended from heaven to earth. For you, I allowed myself to be nailed to the cross. For you, I let my sacred heart be pierced with a lance, thus opening wide the source of mercy for you. Come, then, with trust to draw graces from this fountain. I never reject a contrite heart. Your misery has disappeared in the depths of my mercy. I never reject a contrite heart. For each one of us, he came down from heaven. For each one of us and for all the souls that have ever been and ever passed from this life, he was nailed to the cross. For all souls, he let his sacred heart be pierced with a lance, opening wide the source of mercy. And Lord, you never reject a contrite heart. And we know in God's mercy that all it takes is even imperfect contrition. And so many times we are so worried about people who have led a sinful life or who appear to be far from God. But it might be a singular grace that God lets them at least make an act of imperfect contrition while they're dying, while they're passing from this world. That they're at least sorry for having offended God because they don't want to go to hell, because they don't want to be damned. And for our Lord, just that little bit of contrition, that just that little bit of trust in Him, of a desire to reconcile themselves with Him, can be enough, and most likely is enough, because this is God's will, that all be saved. My mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world. Who can measure the extent of my goodness? So Lord, help us to pray today and all days for the holy souls in purgatory, especially for our loved ones and the people who in our life who we were close to. And perhaps, to be honest, that we're worried about. We're not sure which way they went or what's happening to them, to them now. But we appeal to your mercy, Lord. Lord, have mercy on them and on the whole world. Lord, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on us and on all the souls of the faithful departed. Our Lady, Refuge of Sinners, Gate of Heaven, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect, my Immaculate Mother. St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.